Welcome back to the Hairstylist Rising podcast. In today's episode, the first episode of 2024, I am joined by Elizabeth Fay. Elizabeth is an icon in our industry and someone who I look to as a huge source of inspiration on what a beautiful evolution and following your heart can look like. So Elizabeth runs one of the largest education companies in our industry, Hair Love. She creates beautiful events and retreats, and she has even produced a documentary called Hairstylist Change the World, which you can find on Amazon Prime. Elizabeth is talking to us today all about different ways that hairstylists can care for themselves. And we're also getting into a really deep conversation on what it can look like when you feel like you are called for more. So whether you are someone who is filled with where you're at in your career right now, or you're someone who is feeling a next level coming on, but you're not quite sure what that should feel like or what it can look like, then I invite you to listen to this episode with an open mind, an open heart, and just really allow Elizabeth's magic to affect you in the way that it has so many other hairstylists. We're also going to talk about Elizabeth's healing journey and how that has seeped into different areas of her business as well. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode of the Hairstylist Rising podcast. You're listening to the Hairstylist Rising podcast. Here we talk about creating a career you love. We go deep into mindset, marketing, business, and life as a hairstylist. I'm your host, Jody Brown, a hairstylist veteran turned branding and marketing mentor for ambitious, inspired beauty pros like you. On this podcast, we share the real stories of leaders within the beauty industry and actionable trainings that leave you with the tools and guidance that will inspire you to build your best life as a hairstylist. From branding, business, and marketing to mindset, life, and finding fulfillment, no topic is off limits here. Get ready to be educated and inspired. This is the Hairstylist Rising Podcast. Hello, and welcome back to the Hairstylist Rising Podcast. Today's guest, I am so excited about. I am welcoming Elizabeth Fay, who is a TEDx speaker, founder of Hair Love, former or current salon owner. I sold it this year. Oh, congratulations. I feel like I'm going to try and list all your titles, but I'm not sure that I can really sum it up. So I'm actually going to hand it over to you. Thank you so much for being here. And if for on the off chance, my listener aren't familiar with you or your work, you just give us a brief intro of who you are and what you do within our beautiful industry. Yay. I love it. So honored to be here. I'm excited to have a conversation with Jody. I'm Elizabeth Fay. I've been in the beauty industry since I was 16 years old, and I am an advocate and a voice for our industry. My mission in life is truly to, and we've done a lot of this, but we are not done, that I want to radically change the beauty industry forever. Like I want it to never be the same. And so we've been on a mission to do that, but I am the founder and CEO of a big community called Hair Love University. We're one of the industry's largest independent communities for professional hairstylists. And we are a university for all things personal business and craft development. We do events. We're really known for our big hair love retreat. We have courses, programs, coaching, podcasts, free things, anything in education, you name it, we do it. 
And we really believe in um, a holistic approach to education. We know our whole thing is that hairstylists change the world, but they need to have the tools to be able to arm themselves to be able to do that. And we know their impact is so much bigger than what they just do with their scissors and combs. It's really the way that they make people feel. And so we are a resource to help amplify their impact and to resource them to be healthy and wealthy and powerful in their careers and to unlock all the success that's really possible. And so that's what we do. I'm a TEDx speaker. I'm an author, a thought leader. I coach full time. I have a podcast, anything in like education, thought leadership. I'm probably doing it aligned with our mission. I just think it's so cool. All of the things that you've been able to accomplish. And I actually found you through some of the the educators and stylists that I work with who have said the most incredible things about working with you and the events that you curate and the communities that you built. And you have a documentary called Hairstylist Changed the World. Like that launch was huge and so amazing. And I just, I couldn't agree with you more that hairstylists absolutely do change the world. And I think we've got this whole new awareness surrounding the ripple effect that we have. And With that, like you said, it's about taking care of yourself as a stylist. I'm so appreciative to people like you that are bringing this to the forefront because hairstylists are are humans too. And when you absorb so much energy and when you are in the space where you're serving, I think it's even more important. I think it's important for everyone, but even more important for those in our industry. So I love the work that you're doing and I'm so appreciative that you are here. So With that being said, there's been a lot of evolution in your career, to put it mildly, right? And I think it's so cool to see how you've gone from being behind the chair, getting into our industry at a young age, and with so many parallels, like I started working, my mom's a salon owner, I started working behind the chair, I got licensed at 17. And so it's been a very long journey for me as well. And I think that we both have a son. <laughs> so there's, we're both four, six projectors. So yes, all the things. familiar with that human design. So you pulled up these modalities into our industry. And I'm interested to hear what, what led you to start thinking differently? Because you had worked with brands who were behind the chair, like you were in the education space in that way. And I'd love to know Was there something pivotal that led you to start thinking about our industry and education more holistically? That's a really beautiful question. Yeah, so I do. I have a long career with education and there's been a lot of metamorphosis throughout my career. I've sat in so many roles within our industry, which is cool that we have the opportunity to so many different career paths you can take or take multiple throughout it. But really the thing that changed for me was after I've been 10 years in the salon, owned a salon for seven years, been in education since 2010, really sat in a lot of different sides of education. So I had seen a lot of corners of the industry. I knew what it's like to be in the field, right? An actual hair says, I knew what it was like to be a salon owner. I knew what it was like to work for a commission salon and attend all the summit salon things and like that world and then to be independent and have to figure that shit out on your own and train assistants and and then I worked with I've worked with dozens of brands I've worked with most of the industry's biggest brands and sometimes I don't realize like when I talk to outside industry people are like oh my god and I'm like oh yeah I guess those are like 
some pretty fucking huge brands that like we're just used to them as hairdressers oh yeah l'oreal red did biolage Danro, whatever then you talk to other people they're like what the hell so i saw corporate side and then i've seen the beauty school side i have a really big heart for beauty schools and i was a beauty school teacher for four years so i got to a point where i feel like i had a unique perspective on different corners of the industry which is and very projector of me i could see mm-hmm. the holes right? You're, okay, this is where this problem is stemming from. And then it's going here and then it's going here. So when I launched, when I went independent and it was due to the salon I was working at, I was making the most amount of money I could make there. I was the top lead stylist in the commission salon. I was beauty school at night and I still couldn't make enough money to pay the bills. I was the breadwinner, had a mm-hmm. new baby. I just birthed out of my body and was in a really unhealthy marriage. My first marriage didn't last. I was like, shit, I got to go independent to make more money. And I was so afraid because before that, I had gone independent one time before and got into a lot of debt. Again, no business trading. So I learned through doing entrepreneurship and later got coaches. But I, I went out on my own and I just saw the experience of some of those holds that were missing and going out in there. But years And so then I was forced to bring my education independent. So before I was teaching for brands. So when I was able to go independent, I was like, I can say what I want to say. And so when I started doing hair painting workshops, this is like 2014, this is a hot minute ago. I really brought in like more of the heart, more of the business, like the things I literally like, this is so projector of me, projectors, like we're supposed to teach our embodiment. So what we be, we teach. So I would just be like, hey, guys, I went through this pricing crisis. This is what I learned. I created the perfect pricing method. This is how you price your services and would just teach people how to do it. Okay, this is how you create a human experience or a joy-driven brand or all of these things. So I was teaching people more of the full picture of what was happening. And we have so many beautiful voices that do that more now, but that was not a thing. And it's really just been in the last 10 years that it's changed, but really the last since COVID it's amped Mm -hmm. up. And so Mm -hmm. I was like pioneering, trailblazing, teaching content that like wasn't taught anywhere outside of a summit salon or something. And, and it was helping so many people. And I was just sharing my story and I became a single mom through that. So I made a huge community of mainly women in the industry and we grew. And then it was in 29 that it was post launching hair love, post a lot of big things. If I listed you, you'd be like, wow, it's a very impressive resume. I got really sick and it made me take a look at everything in my life. And I had adrenal fatigue that turned into PCOS, that turned into autoimmune disease, that just hormones is overweight was my body hurt so bad. I couldn't even Instagram my fingers. So I was starting to get arthritis. And I just did not, I was having anxiety. I just had panic attacks. I was like, I am melting. I don't know what's wrong with me. And my partner simultaneously, who's my husband now, he had suffered with depression his entire life, severe depression and suicidal ideation. And his medicine stopped working. And this was the same time we went on a hair love tour in an RV. <laughs> oh my goodness. That was a rough tour for us. That wow. Was a, that was a huge pivot in our lives that was like, Things were real bad, like mm-hmm. God, universe, whatever you want to call it, brought us to our knees and was like, get down and pray. Like, you guys have sold searching it And I was watching everything crumble. And that's what opened up our healing journey. And it was through my healing journey 
that really changed everything because I got really open to other modalities. And I had always been heart-centered, community-based, goal-setting, intention-setting. I call it like basic bitch life coaching, which is great, but like very like service level like things. And it was the first time I dove into deeper work. And then I became a student of the work and went to school to become trauma-informed and somatics and NLP and hypnosis and all of this stuff. And I realized that our industry, we have this cute mission that is really become something so much bigger than something cute. I literally say that in my TED talk. It sounds like a cute idea that hairstylists change the world, but it's life changing if you really look at how they are these pillars in society and they're trusted by so many people yeah. and they're there for all of life's like huge pivotal moment and they're this safe haven. Why are we one of the most trusted professions? And during my schooling of becoming all of these things I listed, I learned all of these tools to protect myself, to protect right. my nervous system, my energetics, my emotional well-being. And I thought, what the flying fuck hairdressers have none of this, right? Or none of it. And I'm out here yelling, hairstylists change the world. And I have all these people, I have a TED talk that's going viral. And all these people are like, my hairdresser's my therapist. And I'm like, that's really cool, but they have no tools. Like when right. I I've gone to, I'm given tools to protect myself. Hairdressers don't have those. And I really took a look at like my work and what I was teaching and was like, this has to be so important. No one's doing this and it's a problem. It needs to be in schools. It needs to be in corporate. It needs to be in the field. It needs to be everywhere. And it made me look at success in a different lens. And then I also looked at, I had helped thousands of people at this point with business, helped to make a lot of fucking money. And I was good at that. I'm really good at business. I can just see it. Here's how to do it. Let's go. I love strategy. That's easy for me. Right. And I thought, why do some people get stuck? Why is it that I can make the perfect pricing method? Give you a spreadsheet that's literally, you don't need to ask anyone else about pricing ever again in the industry. Truthfully, this is all you need to understand about money and pricing for the rest of your career and your nervous system freezes. Why do you get stuck here? Why, when you have a social media strategy, do you not show up? Do you mm-hmm. not want to be seen? Why, when you're leading a team, are you people-pleasing and overgiving? And I, and as I was in my study of learning all this work and myself, I thought, when we don't take people into the deeper work, they'll only go to the capacity that they can go to because right. they have these energetic blocks, for lack of a better word, yeah. that are our limiting beliefs, our trauma, our stories, our paradigms, all of that. And I learned how for myself and I started bringing it into my other containers, helping my clients work through these. And the results were like 10x. And right. I was like, oh shit. So I started merging more than just like we had well-being as a pillar of hair love, like a little yoga, a little intention setting, a little this and that. And we deepened our work to really create a holistic framework that went deeper than what we had originally done. And it's pretty cool. So it mixed a lot of modalities. And I just saw this is why people get stuck. And this is the problem in our industry. We care for so many and we don't have the tools. So There's a lot of shit had to happen for that to be birthed. Yeah, that's such a mic drop moment, though, because I think you're so right. And as you were speaking, I was like, I absolutely encounter this all the time. And I think we all encounter this. We will give, especially 
my educators who are listening can definitely relate to this when you're like, yes, you give the tools and you give the strategy and it's so in your mind, it's so clear and it's so easy. And you're like, why are they not taking action? And this is something I've heard from the educators I work with all the time. And you're so right in the sense that there is something else. There's something there. And so I love that that's where you've chosen to dive in and make a difference among, amongst other things. But it's so important because we're like hair stylists are humans, right? And I think once you like we're such an entrepreneurial minded industry, even when you're not, quote unquote, an entrepreneur, like even if you're not self-employed, there's so much that goes into our work as stylists. And there's, I, and I, you're right for the longest time. Like I never was told I got into the industry almost 18 years ago now. And I don't remember ever being told, make sure you take care of yourself. No, it was like, Hey, it's literally let's... Jody. It's lagging <laughs> everywhere. And yeah. so I'm like, that's our mission with hair lab is that part. And then mm-hmm. my mission is really just to cause transformation. And so I help hairdressers lasting transformation. Yeah. I yeah. love that. That's so I want to ask you, because this is a conversation I've seen happening a lot recently, and I've got my thoughts on this, but I want to also ask you to weigh in because one of the things that I heard so much throughout your story was that metamorphosis and that transition and following your passion and following not even just passion, but things that you're feeling really pulled towards that feel very important. And I want to get your take on in our industry, there are so many career path options. There's so many things that you can do. And there's there's also so much to be said for sticking with one thing. I know stylists that have been just behind the chair, either independent or commission, and they are absolutely thriving. They're so happy with their career. They love it. I know others who are thriving and are still feeling very called to something more, who are wanting to go in a different direction, who don't necessarily feel fulfilled where they're at. So When we're talking about career pivots and evolution and things of that nature, what do you say to a stylist who's, I feel pulled to step into education. I feel pulled to become a coach. I feel pulled to open, scale my salon suite, whatever that next step looks like for them. How did you decide, okay, this is something I need to do now. This is important. I have to do this. And maybe things that didn't align for you. It's a big topic, girlfriend. I wrote some notes on it. Okay. Love it. Okay. I would say a few things. So as someone who a lot of my work has to do with the nervous system, mm. being body led in your business is something that you can start practicing. So what does that mean? Because everyone's truth is different. Everyone's, your karma is different. Your dharma, like your purpose in your life is going to be different. What you came here to evolve in your, I'm going to speak like spiritual coach to you for a little bit, but you came here to evolve in your lineage is different. So we all have different work to do in this world. And we all also have a different energetic blueprint, which is your human design. Right. So you might be someone who's meant to be a master in one thing. You might be someone who's going to be multifaceted. You might like, it's not going to be black and white. So this is where I love, have a spiritual guide, have a, a coach, a life coach, someone in your world to help you navigate this and get into rooms of spaces that it's safe to be in a classroom of adult exploration and your spiritual exploration, the exploration of your dharma and your path and your evolution. That's one of the 
keys to really being successful. All successful people have mirrors, they have mentors, they have guides, they have people in their world to show them shit they can't see. It's just make it a business line in your business. And I have a great space to put you in if you need one. And then being body led is the next part of this. So when you're body led, you start to tune into your own technology. So your technology, this is you, your mind, body, and soul. And you have so much guidance, your own intuition, your inner knowing, your voice. And it's these moments of if you're never fucking still, if you never take a beat in a moment to be only in your own energy, it's really hard because you might just have a lot of projections of other people, of social media, of TikTok, of what is right, what is wrong, your boss, your friends. So moments to be with yourself daily is really important to clear your energy and to not get hijacked by everything around you so you can stay in your own knowingness and truth. So that's what I'd say number one of what I'm going to say, if you're not doing this, you're reading like a hijacked uh, message, essentially. Right. And then, so when your body led, you're listening. Does this expand me? Does this contract me? Do I feel weaker? Do I feel stronger? Do I feel empowered? Do I feel, ooh. And that's like leading with highest self. You might feel fear, but it's, oh my God, if on the other side of fear, I experienced this, that feels expansive. That's yeah. a yes for you. And if it just, so you really want to sit with those questions and lead with that. So if someone is, everyone's doing this and you're like, should I do this? Exploration with a coach would be really great, but a tool you can use for yourself is sitting with yourself and listening to your body. I even do this down to what I eat. Mm -hmm. Is this what my body wants? Like I, I'm in my practice constantly of listening to myself and my own inner knowing of what what I need, where I'm going, how I get there, what's the best way. Even when I'm given advice, I'm like Mm -hmm. digest it through. It does this feel in alignment, what parts make sense for me. So I would say that's a tool you can take through your metamorphosis in all seasons Mm -hmm. of life that can be like a beautiful body's like a North Star for you. And that's why caring for your body and vessel is the most important thing you do because you're leading with a really shitty compass, if not. And your compass is like fucking spinning and going all these ways. So like my number one job in my life is caring for my nervous system and my vessel because I am the vessel for the information and the services that I share. And I'm the container for my business. And that's the same for you, which is why I'm so passionate about well-being, because it's so important as a stylist, an entrepreneur, a coach, a leader, a mom, anything you do, that's going to be a quantum leap. The next thing I would say is to trust the seasons of metamorphosis. Pachamama's Mother Earth, and she teaches us so much. And so if you ever go out into nature, you hike, do you feel like you probably, you feel so connected, right? You come yeah. back to something, you feel grounded, you like water, all the things teach you so much. Water teaches us flow, like yeah. The seasons teaches death and rebirth and all of it. So a metamorphosis process is just like the seasons. In order for a caterpillar to become a butterfly, it literally eats itself and becomes goo. It dies unto itself to become something new, which is pretty fucking crazy. So that goo phase is a messy middle. And this is normal. This is not a one-time deal. If you are growth-minded and you're not just staying stagnant, which isn't going to feel good either, you came here to evolve and grow. 
And life's going to give you opportunities to do this, even if you hide in your room. Like, mm-hmm. shit's going to just, <laughs> there will be opportunities for sacred transformation, no matter where you go. So you might as well lean in. And so the messy middle is part of the process. And when we stop making the messy middle mean something negative about us, and we know that it's part of our death and rebirth, our metamorphosis, the natural seasons. We get the lesson and the transformation quicker because we're creating less resistance in this right. process. We're not like, oh my God, and I'm such a victim. And why is this happening to me? We're like, I'm here to die and be reborn. Let's fucking do this. Let's yeah. feel what needs to be felt. Let's learn what needs to be learned and just honor it. And so the seasons we have four, we have fall, winter, spring, and summer. Just like I could go on a whole other talk about our divine feminine seasons within women we get this every month when we bleed or four seasons within one but all of us are let's just talk seasons no matter who you are so what does fall teach us shedding yeah letting go release release what is winter what happens in winter it's barren it's cold when you're in a winter your messy middle is going to feel like falls oh shit it's coming i'm releasing old identities old beliefs things that no longer serve me manifestations that haven't come through, things I'm holding on to. And winter, it's like barren and cold. And we're like, oh my God, where am I going? Is there a light at the end of the tunnel? Like a dark night of the soul. Identity crisis may happen. I feel lost. But what happens in winter is a fortification. The roots go deeper. They go into the ground so they can weather the storm above. And you have to remember that spring is always promised. It's promised. And you don't have to have your winters be so damn long. If you will just be in winter and honor winter and see it as a fortification, as a roots going deeper and asking what's here for me, spring comes a little sooner and life's new life's new ideas. And then summer's a harvest. And this is a natural cycle of when you want to do something new, when your business is evolving as your business is a reflection of you. So as you evolve as a person, that's why Sacred Stylist is the healing work, but how to integrate this into life, business, relationships, and money. Because when you do right. personal development work, you then have to integrate what well, life you built as a different person into a life of a person you are now and bridge the two, let go, release, yeah. transform. And how do you do that? That's right. a process. And so just honor your seasons. They don't have to mean anything negative about you. It's fall and winter are normal. I go through falls and winters all the time as a seasoned entrepreneur. And I got a lot more to come and it's okay. It's not linear. As you were saying that, I was thinking through some of even my own pivots and evolutions and all of these things. And I was like, Abs- it has followed that pattern every time. And maybe nope. it's because I'm Canadian, but whenever I think about winter, I'm always like, it's like a cocoon for me. It's like a, yes. it's like a time to pour into you and just like here, at least, <laughs> it's very much feels cocoony. And it's like wrapping myself up in that blanket and just like allowing it to be. And then moving forward through the spring. I love that visual. That was so beautiful. Thank you, Elizabeth. When you are, when you are going through these seasons, I think that was another distinction I wanted to pull out for you is from you is when you were speaking, you were talking about the two different kinds of fear and like what contracts and expands you, right? So 
what, another way that I think about that is like whenever you have something that you're pulled towards, so something that you want to do, no matter what it is, what is that? What is that distinction like for the stylist who's maybe entering into that mindset work, that healing work, all of those things, who's maybe not as familiar? Can we break that down a little bit more into how to tell the difference? How do we tell that difference between this is like a good fear? Ooh, like this feels like mm. scary, but I want to push it. And your gut instinct being like, this is wrong for me. Beautiful. Beautiful. That's so some of this is going to come from a little bit of practice. Mm -hmm. Like you're going to have to learn to play with your own sensing system. This is where practices of being with yourself and asking what is truth, right? What is yeah. truth? I'm going to call in highest self. Is this true for me? I would listen to when you feel the fear, I would notice where you feel it. If you're feeling fear like in your heart, I'd be like, oh, you're nervous. Like your right. heart's afraid. If you're feeling fear, maybe in your guttural area, I would listen to that and be like, okay, what is that deep? And I would like listen to that and tune in and be like, where is this coming from? What am I afraid of? What's on the other side of this fear? So right. I would just get really like invitation energy, curious energy and exploration energy about that. And it's building a relationship of trust with yourself, which is just, let's say you have a loved one, a husband, a wife, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a human in your life you spend your life with. You have to build trust, right? If you have a business partner, you're building right. trust with someone. You have a relationship with your own inner knowing that is like building trust with that little Gemini cricket inside or spirit mm -hmm. or God working through you or universe, whatever feels in alignment to you of like, where is this coming from? And so it's like when you start to trust yourself more and you go out and leap, you start to build proof that it's safe to trust yourself and you start to listen to that little voice. And it's okay to be stretched. Like right. it's okay to be stretched. It's also okay to fuck up. Like it yeah. just is. So it's okay. Like fear is just feedback. And mm -hmm. so it's Kira Doyle, who's one of the co-coaches in High Power and Sacred Stylists and Hair Love and all the things. She's a human design expert. She says, fuck with fear for fun. So it's okay to be light about it. And fear is actually a really low frequency. And so if it's a fear and a nervousness versus like a, oh my gosh, this isn't safe for me. Like I would listen to that because, right. and I would like just ask questions, but I think it's okay to be like, you know what? It's okay to make a choice that goes sideways. It's okay huh. to make a choice. And I learn from it because it's even, I have open businesses that have failed and I have yeah. open businesses that have thrived. All were stepping stones to the next thing. So it's like at some point and to just start being like, if I have desire for it, then it's designed for me. I and love yet, that. If I desire to be in a space and I don't understand why, I just joined two other masterminds that are like some big girl masterminds, big right. girl masterminds. Everyone in the room is making like millions and millions of dollars. Right. They're moms, they're leading in their feminine. They lead massive communities. They're authors. They're just big girl masterminds. And I was like, not quite sure how paying for it makes sense, but I desire to be in this space right. and I belong here. So it's for me. And I just mm -hmm. did it. So it's like when I desire to go booth rental and leave my salon, did I know the how perfectly? No, absolutely right. not. I desired to be there and the how I was able to figure out along the way. And there's some things in our entrepreneurial journey or our development that we're going to learn in the doing. It's, right. it's in that 
you're going to figure it out and you're going to find the people you need to go, okay, how do I price new services? How do I call in more clients? How do I lead a team? How do I blank, blank and blank? And so I, when body led, I follow desire. Does that answer it? Yes, that is the perfect answer. And I like, it's so funny when you were talking, I was like, I 100% relate to so many of these things, like looking backwards and that even recently, honestly, I had this idea in my head for the longest time that whenever I started something, it was like set in stone. That was that. That was like, okay, this is like the path moving forward. There's no room for pivot and any sort of ending was failure. And I think Mm -hmm. one of the biggest awakenings that I've had throughout my career over the past like five years is that it's okay to evolve. And this is what draws me to you so much. And why I was so excited to bring you on today is that you have been so open about that evolution, about the fact that it's okay to try different things. It's okay. And there's so much conversation, like I said, before we started recording about there's only one way to do this, or this has to be like, this is the one way to be successful. No successful people do more than one thing. Statements like that. And I'm like, tell that to Richard Branson. Honestly, it's just (laughs) a lack of consciousness. And so I think it's, do you want a mentor with that level of consciousness? Of course, there's not only one way to be successful. No one path is the one way. Are there foundational tools? Absolutely. Of course. Of course. This is how money works. This is how your nervous system works. This is how leading a team. Here's some leadership. But I agree. I agree. I think I want to empower my community. I know you empower your community to really think like critically and to think about what does it mean for you? Just because I can say something and I love when coaching clients are like, "Mm, that doesn't feel right for me. Let's look at something else. Because I think it's so important to be connected to yourself and what makes sense for you. One of my favorite things I've heard too, even in, in marketing, like We talk a lot about, obviously, as like from the salon angle, who are you speaking to? Ideal client, all of these things, right? And so I I talk, I hear a lot about like market research conversations, all these things. And something that comes to me is I always encourage to look at things creatively and to look at things not just from the data, because the data is only what already exists, right? The data doesn't leave room for like play yep. and magic and and yep. what you're bringing into the world. This conversation has been absolutely incredible. And I think my favorite thing that I really want to underscore is just thinking differently, thinking holistically and just yes. really embracing yourself as an entrepreneur, as a human and just leading from that place in your business. Mm, I love that. And what you're speaking to is which is the value of our community and yours as well, is it's people being self-led. Mm-hmm. And it's like when yeah. we teach people, so one of the pillars in our company is education unlocks human potential. And so all the tools wow. I teach are helping us. Okay, did you know an acorn, a little tiny cute acorn turns into a majestic oak tree? Is that crazy? It so is the crazy. entire blueprint for an oak tree lives within a little acorn, but mm-hmm. not all acorns turn into oak trees. And so why is it just like humans? Not all acorns, not all humans unlock their full human potential. They all have the blueprint for greatness within. There's things like sun and water and soil and environment that need to happen in order for that acorn to go through its metamorphosis. And through each stage of that acorn, a seed must die to itself to become a seedling. A seedling Mm -hmm. must die to itself to become a tree. A tree must, a plant must die to itself to become a tree. And so it's like not, they don't all make the journey due to 
soil, water, sun. And when you give people tools and encouragement like you just did to be self-led, it helps people say, hey, I got the blueprint within me and my coaches are not my crutches. They are my mirrors and my expanders. And not one person is greater or a guru unto me, but they are proof that things are possible or they are teachers or they get to show me and guide me. And we really start seeing it from a more just like conscious, light, empowering space of all the advice out there is ideas, their projections, their concepts. And I get to like noodle on them and be like, is this in alignment? Would this be expansive? Is this useful to me? And be body led in that and lead with what could be useful. And I think that is so important, the critical thinking of using your own technology to digest, sit with, oh, it triggered me. Curious. Let's get curious about the trigger. Oh, you know what? I'm going to bookmark that for later. You know what? I'm going to play with that. I feel resonance and trust with this. Let's explore. And I think that's where data is like science. Science studies the past. And I love science. Don't get me wrong. In my program, I will teach you the science so you'll buy in to the spirit side of it. But spirit is like creativity. It's intangible. Mm -hmm. It's inspired. It's of something higher than us. It's connected to like just what's all like creativity is just so incredible. And so creativity in your marketing is those intangibles that you're not talking about. It's like the concepts and the ideas and the downloads and the perspectives and the way to look at it differently. And we want to pair science with spirit, right? The creativity with the data, but knowing data can only study the past, just like science is trying to make sense of what has already been. I'm trying to create something that has never even existed yet, except for in my mind and my heart. Oh, I just love that. And it's, oh, as you were speaking to, I was looking around and this is something I do all the time, like just looking around and I challenge you to do this if you're listening right now, look at everything that's around you. Like I'm looking, I'm seeing like my phone, I'm seeing my laptop, I'm seeing like my home, all of these things. And like all of these were literally figments of one human's imagination at some point. Like how cool is that? You know what I mean? And if we're always looking to the past before the first computer existed, there was no, there was nothing comparable to that, right? Allow yourself to dream, allow yourself to think and just dive into what Elizabeth is saying, because I think you're so right. And I just started reading this book called How to Do the Work that was recommended. I've seen it. I haven't read it. Yeah, it was recommended to me by a friend. And she really talks about in this book, like holistic psychology, essentially. And it's all about the body and the mind and the connection and how everything is connected. And it really, it really reminds me of how you, your approach to business. And like the way that you look at things holistically and as a human as well. So where can my listeners go to connect with you, to find out more about you? This has just been so incredible. And I really just appreciate your such a unique perspective and such a unique voice in our industry. Mm-hmm. I love it. I think a beautiful place to find us is just Instagram. I have Hey Elizabeth Bay on Instagram and Hair Love University. And then, of course, if you want to watch the documentary, it's so inspiring. It's so beautiful. It was self-produced for four years. It was really a project of four years of storytelling about our industry. That's on Amazon Prime, and it's a beautiful um, place to look at that. Thank you again, Elizabeth, for being here. You're such a light, and I just feel like you're responsible for starting so many movements that are helping to elevate and rise our industry. So I appreciate you. 
Thank you so much for listening in to another episode of the Hairstylist Rising podcast. If you haven't already, make sure you like, subscribe, and leave us a review. Be sure to check out our show notes for all of the links mentioned in today's episode. And if you want to get in touch with me and let me know what you're thinking, what you'd like to see on the podcast, or just share your favorite episode, send me a DM over on Instagram, either at Hairstylist Rising or at It's Jody Brown. I am so excited to see you back here, same place, same time next week. And until then, I am Jody Brown. I am your host and I'm signing off now. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast and we'll see you next week.